As a real estate agent, you know that the industry can be tough to navigate with constant challenges and obstacles to overcome. That's why we created the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where top performing agents share their insights and strategies for success. Join us as we dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a thriving real estate business. Your host, Lindsay Favaza, will be your guide on this journey. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn from the best in the business. Welcome back to another episode of the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where I deep dive into the secrets, strategies, and insights of the most successful real estate professionals. I'm your host, Lindsay Favaza. Today, I have a special treat for you. My guest is none other than Crystal Beatty Gargiulo. She is of Remax Preferred Office in the beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She's a local expert. Crystal's real estate knowledge runs deep and wide. She started in commercial and residential real estate appraising, worked for Cushman and Wakefield, specializing in everything from apartment complexes and self-storage to shopping plazas and hotels. Before her journey with Cushman and Wakefield, she was immersed in a high-volume residential appraisal firm, dealing with single-family homes, condominiums, and duplexes. You name the top property type, and Crystal has had experience with it. As a relatively new agent with four years in the industry, she knows firsthand that the path to success isn't always a smooth one. But what she has learned and what she hopes to impart to our audience today is that anyone can make their mark in this business if they're equipped with the right tools and a tenacious spirit. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast today, Crystal. Hi, everybody. (laughs) So, Crystal. Let's first start with how you got into real estate, maybe how you got into appraising, and then how that transferred into becoming a residential realtor four years ago. So real estate has been in my blood forever. My grandfather was a real estate appraiser. My grandmother was an agent. My uncle is still a mortgage broker up in Georgia. So the topics of conversation around our dinner table always surrounded real estate, whether it was rates or you know, measuring houses, you name it. Like it was just a common theme in our house. So, you know, so I went to college and I was like, I'm never going to do anything in real estate because, you know, that's a family business. So I wanted to, you know, push away from it. But um, I had a friend who was, um, happened to be a real estate appraiser here for a local really busy firm. And I ran into him one day and he said, you know, I know that your family's in this business, would you have any interest in becoming an appraiser? And I was out of school, kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what direction I wanted. I was like, you know what? Let's try it. See what happens. And it turns out I absolutely loved it. And it was very natural to me because I was just so familiar with it. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, I did many years of that and it was wonderful. I worked hard. I was in my 20s. So I worked like a million hours a week. I had no responsibilities and it was a great experience. But then I was ready for a little more challenge. So I decided to see if I could do, you know, I could switch into the commercials. So I started applying and Cushman Wakefield, you know, gave me a call and gave me the opportunity to really deep dive into it. And we were the top real estate group in the country. Um, for, you know, for Krishna Wakefield. And so it was one of those things where it was a sink or swim kind of situation. And I just luckily was able to swim. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I started having babies and I was like, oh, you know what? I don't know if this is really the thing for me. It was very corporate. It was very, you know, 
seven to seven, not nine to five. Like it was just all in. And so I thought, you know, I started thinking about it and my partner, Rachel was in um, the business and she had always said, you know, I really think you're going to be good at this. You really are. You would be good at this. And I was like, not a chance. I don't want to do it. I'm not a salesperson. And finally, like, you know, we would go to lunch or dinner, like, you know, once every few months and she'd say, no, 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 really, you should do this. So I was like, all right, one day I just said, all right, let's go. Let's see what happens. And I took the course and, um, you know, got my license and kind of just hit the ground running. So I'd have to say like, you know, a lot of my connections that I've made over the years really helped me forge the path to where I am today. What did your family say when you did start to get into real estate? Were they like, I told you so, like, you know, did they have that kind of like, we knew that this would happen kind of attitude? No, I think I might have taken them by storm. Like they've never really been able to predict what my decisions are going to be. Like I've always just been the wild card. And um, I think that initially they were probably concerned because they know how hard the business is. Um, But then once I started getting some success pretty quickly, I think they, you know, settled into the idea and knew I had what it took to, you know, actually be, you know, successful and make a living in this business. And they were like, she's going to be just fine. Yeah. Now it's great. My grandfather, he's 96 and, you know, we text every day and he's like, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so good. And that just means like the world to me. You know, I could, you know, I could have zero other accolades and just having him say, wow, you know, you're doing such a great job. Like that right there is it for me. I'm sure. And he's probably like wowed by the way the market has changed, like everything that's changed in real estate too. So he probably is kind of living vicariously through you at this point. Yeah. But you know, his stories are always so good because, you know, he, when I first got started, he told, talked to me about letter writing because he did that because he, he sold real estate before he was an appraiser. I mean, we're talking 60 years ago where he had a town that he couldn't get a job. I guess I can't remember exactly the story, but it goes something like he had a um, he got a job as a as an agent because he couldn't get a job as an appraiser. And so his brokerage actually told him to stop taking listings because he had more than the whole entire company combined. I think it was something he had like 40 something listings in this town. And he said it was all for writing letters and door knocking. Wow. Yeah. Still works today. It really does. Like, I mean, it's something that I do. Changed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. So how did your experience with commercial and residential appraising, how did that kind of translate and help you? And, you know, what kind of advice can you give to people from the appraisal world that maybe the average realtor that hasn't had that background maybe doesn't know? Um, It's all about the data. It's black and white. There's when you understand how to read the data and differentiate the different um, numbers, it is going to help you so much in real estate. So, you know, if you have a comparable market analysis course to take, like do it because being able to pull comps and look at them in a way that an appraiser is going to is going to set you apart from another agent that might not know how to do that. Like right now at this point, you know, an agent could just be like, you know, a client says they want to list their house for 650. Okay, great. List it for 650. But they don't know that properties are only selling for 550 in that community. Yeah. And, you know, with the knowledge and the data, 
you can say, hey, look at this. This is what the data is saying. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you. It's what the market is saying. And I think it really um, helps position me as an expert, you know, that I am not going to steer you wrong. I'm going to tell you, you know, what buyers are doing right now because I want to make sure you get the best, you know, the best um, money in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. I think, you know, your clients can go online and find properties. But yeah. they don't know all the data and all the ins and outs, and that's what they need you for. So I think it's so important to know those numbers because that's when they really go, oh, this person actually knows what they're talking about, <laughs> you know? So, and then- really just getting good at, at sorry, at just yeah, no. explaining the data in a way that's going to be understandable to a, you know, just the average Joe. Absolutely. Yeah. Because some will get it and some will care and some won't, but at least they know that you know. That's what they really yeah. need to know. Exactly. Like, I'm going to pay somebody else to, to know stuff. I, when I'm doing something, I just want the expert in that field. And that's it. Yep, exactly. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what marketing things have worked for you? You mentioned door knocking and, and letters that your, you know, grandfather used to do and yeah. that maybe you still do some of those things. But what are some of the marketing strategies that have worked for you? And how has social media kind of played a role in your business and marketing as well? So I still do a lot of the old standards. I do letter writing. Um, I write handwritten notes. I go door knocking. Um, I actually do a lot of door hangers. Um, and I usually, and they're typically a little funny and a little like, you know, I would say edgy, but just to get somebody's attention. Like, I'm just not going to put my information on, you know, let me sell your house. Like, no, I, you know, for example, like, at Halloween, I put like a, you know, a haunted house on there and says, you know, do you hate your neighbors or, you know, do you not let, yeah, you yeah, not yeah. like your neighborhood? Are you scared of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something. And, you know, I got several calls, even people that didn't want to sell. And they said, oh my God, that was hilarious. Because yeah. That got my attention. So exactly. I think kind of like towing the line with like, you know, sarcasm and a little bit like out of the box is going to get you more recognized and remembered than just your typical like you know flyer i mean it just we get i get so many of them and i just you know throw them out it doesn't even it goes in one ear and out the other um so the door hangers have been a huge success for me i have really been able to track my um you know my income from that and it's been you know quite significant for the minimum amount of work that really needs to be done yeah um you know, handwritten letters really work. I target specific communities that I have buyers interested in and try to, you know, play matchmaker and put them together. Sometimes it leads to listings. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just leads to another connection that you have. Um, and also with social media, I am, I love social media. I think it's the best thing ever. I mean, yeah. if you use it correctly, it can really enhance your life and your business so much. Um, and so I'm really big on, you know, I post my, my just sold, just listed, just all of that stuff. But I also post like, um, how to videos and things that are important to the real estate world, you know, educational, yeah, educational, explaining the process, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and even if I'm not feeling like the best and you know something I do something I'm like I just don't know if I want that I think that I um 
I posted anyway, because you know what? Who cares? At the end of the day, like, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say, and I'm going to say all of these like filler things, but you're still going to see me. Exactly. So I think that's a really big deal for me. Um, you know, and also just engaging in social media, like, you know, really, you know, authentically, you know, responding to other people. Like if you hear something or you see something or you, you have a picture, like, you know, I always will call people or text them. Like if somebody graduated, like rather than commenting, I'll say, oh my gosh, you know, a call this. I can't believe that Jackie graduated. That's amazing. I can't believe, you know, and just those little connection things. I also, you know, I guess you can put it into marketing is that I do reach out to my sphere a lot about things that have nothing to do with real estate. Yeah. Because you know, if I see a dress that I think, oh my gosh, some so-and-so would love that. I screenshot it. I say, I was just thinking about you. And I look at this dress. It just looks just like you. And that's it, you know, because, and then when you do get on the phone with somebody or you get in front of somebody, inevitably it always comes to real estate. Yep. Like, of course they're, what's the, what's the market doing? Like they know that you know that stuff and that's what they're going to ask you. And then you go right into it. But yeah, it's funny. A lot of people mention this and it's so, it's, so basic yet so many people don't do it like just be a human being just be a caring genuine human being like you don't have to people always get nervous about like well I don't know how to ask for the sale or what do I say it's like just say hi how are you (laughs) you're over complicating it yeah exactly and I think that you know going along with my you know with the marketing I also am like just very low pressure you know, I'm never really going to come out and say, hey, are you ready to list your house with me? You know, I'm going to, you know, go about it in a much more laid back, relaxed, you know, very conversational thing. I don't want any of my clients to ever feel pressured to do anything. You know, I want them to just, you know, be, you know, to, for me to be able to be with the journey. Yep. You know, and the adventure with that forever. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and that's how you get long-term clients. So, yeah, as far as your social media goes, obviously we have the links. Oh, look, I pointed in the right direction. But um, We have your links right there. So definitely go on and, you know, follow Crystal so that you can see what she does on social. I think that would be super great. Um, you. So you started in real estate in kind of a funky time because you started, you had told me, in August of 2019, which we all know was like six months before doomsday, <laughs> where we all got locked down and the whole world was in like flux. Um, and, you know, I don't think any of us realized how long that part of it would last. But at the same time, I don't think we realized that like real estate would rebound the way it did so quickly. But yeah. it was very much a, a crazy time. So how did you during that time, you know, being new, being very new to real estate, how did you make it through that? What were some of the experiences that you had? Um, so I think I was really fortunate with having Rachel on my side because she has she has really been one of my mentors and guided me through this whole process. And I kind of have this really like um I, I say tenacity, but you know, I have this um this thing where I don't ever look at the bad side. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be able to crush it, to do whatever I want to do. There's not like, I'm never like, oh, I can't do that. Like it. So even during this time where I was going in, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. I was like, how are we going to, you know, shit, we do how are we going to 
So I just really started marketing myself heavy on virtual um, tours. So like I did all of my deals, many of my deals completely virtual where I was doing the walkthroughs. They really relied on me for my expertise, you know, and that took a lot of, you know, really getting to know what the clients wanted so I could help them and say, okay, you know what? They love this. This is what they want and be fully confident with it. Um, so, and it was kind of, it was a very strange period for both personal and, you know, professional and personal because I had a baby in July of 2020. Oh, <laughs> so, um, what know, a crazy time to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it was just, it was chaos and bonkers, but it was from my personal experience. And I know everyone had a much different experience. Like I took it as like COVID was kind of a blessing in a way because it slowed my family down. So yes. we were at dinner to every night together. Yeah. Um, you know, I was able to do all of my work with a newborn baby in front of the computer. And it really, you know, it, no one could ever predict what's going to happen. And that was a perfect example of it. But yeah. really, you know, just being able to roll with things and being flexible and change with whatever the demand is, is I think really one of the secrets of being successful long-term in this business because, yeah. you know, the things that worked five years ago are not going to work today. No, no, you and, have to be able to change unless it's, you know, door knocking and letter writing. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But like, you know, just in general, like clients, you know, are going to have different expectations. And so it, um, I think that really just, so it, I wasn't really, I wasn't scared. I wasn't really, I was like, okay, well, this is a new adventure. Let's see what happens. And, yeah. you know, I, call Rachel and say, okay, so what are we going to do here? How are we handling this? And Rachel's been in the business for a while. So she's seen some of those ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's a rock star. Like, yeah, she is. And such a sweet. Yeah. Hi, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you have a new baby, you're dealing with a, pretty much a new career and you know, you're coming at it with such a great attitude how now four years later and like now that things have settled as far as COVID goes and like the market's getting into a little bit of a change, but you know, what are some of the things that you do to kind of manage your time? You, you know, obviously have a home life that you need to manage. I saw your adorable puppy too. So you have, you know, the pets, the husband, the, all the things that you need to do. And then on top of that, real estate. So what are some of the things that you do to time block, time manage, keep yourself sane? <laughs> so um, I am, this is one of my biggest challenges to date and I do struggle with it, but I have found that um, I make myself available from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. And that sounds like a long time, but um but for me, it's important to be able to, you know, have that availability and accessibility to my clients. However, there are certain times during the day where I shut it off. So I put my do not disturb on for dinner time between six and eight so I can have dinner, put the kids to bed. Um, and really, I, I go to my office every day. So then that's work time. So then I, you know, am much more, um, you know, apt to say, okay, from nine to 11, this is what I am. I'm catching up on my computer work. I'm doing this. I make my appointments for the afternoons. Mm -hmm. um, I also have been kind of testing out um, 
scheduling appointments only on certain days. You know, having Monday and or Wednesdays is my appointment days, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm in the office, and then the weekend is kind of a mixed bag of whatever yeah. my clients need. Um, but then, you know, it is definitely a point of contention in my house sometimes because I am fully accessible, but I also think that, you know, especially as a new agent, I know what competition is, and I know that if I don't answer the phone, somebody else is going to. And thankfully, my husband and my entire family understands that this business is your all in. And I can shut it off when I go on vacation and when I, you know, have dinner time and, you know, when we have date nights, I can shut it off. But, you know, in the event, my phone does ring during dinner and it's an important negotiation call. My family understands I have to go get it. And, you know, and I think that so, you know, time blocking, time management, it's definitely something I struggle with. And I think that a lot of agents do, especially when they have so many different demands. Um, you know, but just and also just being able to take time for myself, you know, I'll go and get my massages and go and get my facials and just have like days where especially after it's been like a really heavy, you know, busy time, you just take I take a morning or an afternoon and just go and do some self-care. Yeah, it's so important to keep yeah. you sane. And it's important for your clients and it's important for your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get the best version of you. Yeah. So, um Share with that. I asked you this question the very, or I told you about my questions in the very beginning. And I said this question, I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't need to ask it. But then you're like, I got some stories. So we're going to get into it. What was one of the most challenging experiences that you've had in the real estate industry so far? And how did you get through it and overcome it and, you know, get past it? I'm, I'm like, I'm like getting the popcorn ready. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) Um, So I've had a couple of them. And so, you know, those of us know in real estate how emotional the process is. Our clients can be completely normal and then they go crazy during the process. And then they're normal after the process is done too. Like during, it's like temporary. So stressful. Yeah. Sure. So I'm, so tip, I just expect this with all of my clients. I just expect the crazy to come out at some point and that's fine. Um, and, but recently I had these two two men there were buyer and seller and they were both alphas the head of their companies both of them on opposing sides and so it was a for sale by owner and so I was literally just doing all of the work and we went through a negotiation process it was like six weeks I've never seen something so crazy like where this process took so much of my time and energy it's because both of these alpha men needed to feel like they were in control so it was a huge like thing for me I was like okay I have to like really think about the energy that I'm bringing into this yeah and because I needed to make them make sure they both felt like they were winning yeah and it was you know usually I have a partner like on the other side on the transaction that like we can commiserate and figure out how to make it work but like it was me literally on the phone here, on the phone here. And so, I mean, so this deal almost was blown up 17,000 times. <laughs> and the last day that it was literally scheduled to close and they were arguing over $3,000. I mean, fighting over it. Like what they did not want to sell. And finally, I just, the seller 
he called me. He's like, it sounds like the buyer's going to walk away from this deal over $3,000. And I was like, yeah, you are too. And literally, he hung up. Five minutes later, he called me back. He's like, okay, we're, we're good. I'm going to take it. And it was it was just such no, like, a, did you know, torture me. <laughs> I mean, I, I got I got tortured in ways that I never expected. And, you know, as a newer agent, like going up against these big, powerful people, it was it was very mentally challenging. And I had to be extremely conscientious of what I was bringing to the table because I had to match their energy but not in a threatening way. So that was a very psychologically challenging deal. Um, but yeah, in general, I would say that, you know, buyers and sellers, they just go crazy. And you can't take it personally at all. Yeah. You just got to say, hey, you know what? I understand. I get it. And I was just having a conversation with someone about this yesterday. I was like, being a realtor is very much being a therapist. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's a lot of your job is to kind of keep people calm, to walk them through, to guide them to like what the decision is that's best for them and yeah. not what's best for the realtor, obviously. Um, and just, you know, keeping them sane and, and calm in this like crazy situation. This is not something that they do every day, but you do. Yeah. And it's just keeping them calm is it's a job. <laughs> that's for sure. And, you know, and, and uh, that's one of the things like we just all right, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to, you know, navigate this insane, you know, market and what's going on and people are so on edge. Do you ever feel like that energy rubs off on you or do you feel like you can keep it pretty disconnected in a way where you can help them and you can commiserate with them and be empathetic, but at the same time, you know, shut your phone off and not feel like you're going crazy? <laughs> um, I'm getting better at it. So I'm getting better. Um, it's, you know, and a lot of it is, you know, my husband's amazing and he's like, Crystal, it doesn't matter. Like, you're going to get the deal done. You're doing as good as you can. You're doing everything in your power. You have to let it go. And then I have Rachel on the other side saying the exact same thing. So, you know, it's, it's hard because I am a very compassionate and empathetic person. And so I do take on the energy of my clients a lot of the time, but I just have to like realize there is a line that I can serve you, but I do not have to, you know, feel all of the crazy. I need to take on your stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and then you have another client who's not doing that. So you have to be able to match there. It's it's very much, you have to very much be chameleon-like, you know, and just yeah. be able to go with the flow. So, um, all right. So what are some apps, programs, things that either are on your phone or in your computer that you're like, I could not do my job without this. Like I would never be able to survive. What are some of those things? Um, so in marketing Canva, yeah, you know, we do a lot of our a lot of our stuff through Canva. And mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's really so many more growth opportunities within the app that you can, you know, yeah. figure out, which you know my team is still working on. But um I also love, um, I'm looking at it out, obviously Instagram. Like I love, I do reels straight from Instagram mm -hmm. and um, TikTok, of course, because, you know, that's both it's for war on <laughs> and exactly. And for just mindless scrolling <laughs> yeah. um, and follow up boss, which is my CRM mm -hmm. um, and my calendar. Like, yeah, that's probably all the things oh and whatsapp because i have a lot of international clients mm -hmm. yeah being in south florida i'm sure you do yeah and it's cool. a lot easier to communicate big files yeah 
So other than Rachel, because we've talked about her a bunch, but and I'm sure she's top of the, that list, but who inspires you? Who do you follow? Who is a role model for you in this business? And, you know, what are some of those people that you're like, I, I watch everything that they do so I can, you know, improve my game? There's a lot of them because I follow a ton of realtors online, both like very local and that I just really appreciate what they put out there. Um, but I would say, um, my, the owner of my brokerage, his name is Brady Thrasher and he's like just a rock star and he has so many good bits of advice and I love that he's so accessible. Like I can call him and text him anytime if I have a question. Um, you know, he's somebody who I really admire and he has like, you know, he just has this, like this, um, this, I want to use the word tenacity again, you know, that just to get things done and to be successful and figure out like something outside of the box to make, to get something done. Um, I read a ton of books. I, um, like what actually, uh, all about sales and um, psychology and, um, I'm reading the Chet Holmes book right now. And that was actually in a training that we did, um, at La Machia a couple weeks ago. Um, and incidentally, so, and I would probably say, you know, Anthony's has been somebody that I love to watch because he has such good information. And I, I, you know, as soon as I copy it, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do a video on that because that's like awesome content. But yeah. like, I love how much he posts. I love how much he shares with the world. I mean, I feel like, you know, having people that are willing to share their secrets with you is so powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, because it makes things a lot more accessible. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I, you know, there's a bunch of um, people on social media um, that I follow, a couple of them are out in California. Um, and so it's kind of just like I get my inspiration and my, you know, stuff from a lot of different people. Um, and yeah. What advice would you give? We're, we're pretty much done. So this is my last question, usually. Um, but what is some advice that you would give to someone? Maybe they've either just started in the business or they're just a couple years in. Um, what advice would you give them to help them get to, you know, that next level, whatever that next level is in the business for them? Um, what advice would you give to that person? I would probably tell them to align yourself with a brokerage and or a team that is going to give you the support that you need. And it's hard because there's so many out there that promise the world, but they can't deliver. And, you know, and just to align yourself. And if you are a single agent, you know, aligning yourself with that, that brokerage is wonderful, but also find people that are in the industry that you can go, you know, that you can talk to. Um, You know, I find that, you know, creating relationships with different lenders, you know, that, they have an insight into the business that can really help you a lot. And um, I think that just having the right expectations when you're going into it, this is a hard business. You are going to lose and you are going to fail every single day. And so the quicker you can say, okay, next, the faster you're going to, you know, pick up speed and traction and just don't give up. Like it's hard. This business is like not for the week of heart and you just can't give up and you just have to keep on going and if it's a hard day okay you know what that was yesterday and you know and keep on trying to make the connections with people to help you 
And that is really going to be, you know, help you on your path and your journey because you can't do this business alone. No. And you have to have a thick skin and you have to not take things personally like we were just talking about and not take on, you know, that drama onto yourself. Then you really just need to have like a that it's so cheesy, but like that can do don't take no for an answer attitude. There's the dog. (laughs) He was like, I'm not going to let you finish without making an appearance (laughs) no no so so yeah i mean that's super important and you obviously are someone that has all of those things so i know the future is bright for you my friend it this has been so much fun i think our audience has learned so much from you i'm not surprised at all um and i just really appreciate you being on the podcast today well thank you so much so for everyone that's listening again we have all of her oh I did it right again all of her links right here we will also have in the show notes all the links to her social media and you know just the transcript of this um, podcast today check us out on YouTube as well because this video we put out on YouTube if you're just listening to the podcast Um, and thank you again so much Um, we will be back in two weeks for the next episode of the agents who crush it in real estate podcast thanks everybody Thank you for tuning in to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with your friends and colleagues and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you're interested in being a guest, email us at info at crushitinre.com. Thanks for listening and don't forget to crush it in real estate.